0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another new Pennywise podcast. I'm your host, Terry Barr, and I am very happy to welcome in to our show today Liz Weston. Now, Liz is a columnist with Nerd Wallet, but she's also a certified financial planner. So, guess what this means? We are talking about your money plans, and in particular, when it comes to how do you deal with your debt right now as we continue into 2021 and we're still in a pandemic? Liz, thank you for being here. Oh, Terry, it's my
1: pleasure. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Oh, as have I, because I think we all want to talk about debt right now. I know it's not a fun topic, but it's important. And, um, when when you first talk to someone about debt especially when i look at you as a uh, cfp how do you deal with people are they anxious are they upset are they worried and should they be
1: yeah i think most people with most people debt is a real weight on their conscience and on their mind and they want to get rid of it as quickly as possible in most cases. Some people are more comfortable with like long-term debt, mortgages or student loans or something like that. Mm -hmm. People that have credit card debt often feel like it's just a weight pressing down on them. So one of the things that I wanna check right away though is is the level of their debt actually manageable. I think a lot of people struggle with just essentially unpayable debt. And by the time they realize they're in too deep, it's pretty much too late, maybe bankruptcy is the only solution. So right at the start of the conversation, I want to find out, all right, put the student loans and the mortgages aside, and look at your other debt, look at your credit cards, medical bills, personal loans, stuff like that. Is that 50% or more of your current income? Because if it is, getting that paid off in any kind of reasonable time frame is gonna be really, really tough. So at that point, I'd like them to talk to a legitimate credit counselor or a bankruptcy attorney
0: or preferably both to see what their options might be. Wow, okay. Let's start with the idea of credit cards. I don't know if that's the easiest one to start with, (laughs) but I think it's the one most of us are familiar with, either too much or trying to pay it off in big numbers. How has that been looking over the last uh, couple of months, if even the last year, that you're dealing with people and their credit cards? What was interesting is we saw credit card balances go down
1: as Mm -hmm. the pandemic, pandemic progressed, and that is actually pretty normal. In a recession. People get more conservative. They kind of pull in a little bit and they get more careful with their money. So we saw that happening. At the same time, we've got this K-shaped recovery where some people did have a lot of money freed up because they weren't going out. They weren't doing, you know, paying student loans, for example, because of the forbearance. So they had extra money to pay down their credit card debt. Other people barely getting by And they are leaning hard on their credit cards just to pay the rent or get the groceries on the table or whatever. So we really do have a a real divergence between how people are dealing with their credit card debt, how they're looking at their credit card debt.
0: And, And that K that you mentioned, that's a big thing in where people either have money or don't have money and where you fall on that K, is that right?
1: Exactly. We've heard from so many people who said, I feel guilty because I'm doing so well. Or, uh, you know, I may have lost some income, but we're doing fine. And the drop in our other expenses has made these, you know, has made things a lot easier for us. And you contrast that with people that were on the edge anyway, who lost their job, who can't find another one, you know, who've been lurching sort of from, stimulus check or unemployment or whatever, any any help they could get. And we saw that with the incredible lines at food banks, like the one in Texas, where there were, you know, thousands and thousands of cars. So you have on the one end, people who are doing really, really, really having a hard time. And on right. the other end, people who
0: aren't and actually are, are doing a little bit better or at least doing okay. Okay. What steps can you take if that's the biggest issue? If somebody is saying, All of my money right now is going toward where I live and all my credit cards.
1: Yeah, I would take a really hard look at that. Again, I would look at how much that credit card debt is in terms of your income. You know, is it 50% or more of your income? Or are you showing other signs of distress? Like, are you borrowing from one credit card to pay another or one source to pay another? Are you fighting over money with your partner all the time? Are you being sued over your debts? Are you already so far behind that that's starting to happen? If any of those things are true, you really do want to get some help, whether that's credit counselor, bankruptcy attorney, somebody to take a look at your situation and let you know, is it time to look for debt relief or debt, you know, erasing your debts through bankruptcy? I think it's really hard for people to consider that we just, we want to pay our debts. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to skip out on them, but sometimes it's just not a
0: thing. It's not something you're going to be able to do. You, you've brought up the word bankruptcy a couple of times, and why is it? Do you think that Americans are so about not wanting to uh, file for bankruptcy? And as you mentioned, we want to pay back what we owe people.
1: Yeah, I think most of us want to be good as good as our word. We want to be true yeah. to our word and do what we said we have going to do. The issue is sometimes that's just not possible. And I've seen way too many cases where somebody. Drained their retirement account and drain their home equity and wound up filing for bankruptcy anyway. So what they've done is they've taken money that could have been protected from their creditors and thrown it at debts that weren't gonna get paid off anyway. So at, a, some, at some point with unmanageable debt, you have to take a look at, okay, the bank is probably gonna be able to get away or get by without my payments. How am I gonna do without a retirement fund? How am I gonna do without a home or home equity? Not very well. That's what the bankruptcy laws are for. It's about giving you a
0: fresh start so you can start over. Yeah. And I wonder how many people don't think about when they are taking out of their 401k or their IRA or whatever, and then they don't realize now I'm not going to have that for later. And oh. ooh, then you're stuck for the long run in some ways.
1: Well, and the impact can be enormous. That mm-hmm. The younger you are when you do that, the bigger the impact down the road. People take, you know, maybe five or ten thousand out and say, "Well, that's not that much money." Well, it could have been a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand right. dollars by the time you got to retirement. You're giving up all that lovely tax-deferred compounding, and it's going to get harder to to catch up the older that you get. So, obviously, you don't want to do this at any age, but particularly <laughs> when you're young, don't blow it off and think, "Oh, I'll just make it up. I'll
0: make up for lost right. time." Because at a certain point, you can't. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's talk about student loans. Now, there has been a little, you know, uh, wiggle room there. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this has been going on, obviously,
1: since the start of the pandemic, and now I believe student, federal student loan payments are suspended until October, I want to yeah. say. So that's a good long time to be without payments. And interestingly, no interest is accumulating. And that's a big deal because with other forbearance, like for mortgage or your auto loan or anything else that you try, the interest is going to continue to accumulate here. It Mm. didn't. Okay. So we did hear some advice early on about, Oh, let's take advantage of this and pay down our student loan (laughs) debt. You know what? Most people have better things to do with their money than to do that. (laughs) Right. Student loan debt's relatively low rate. It's tax advantage. You can write off a certain amount of interest. So, and most people don't have enough retirement savings. They're not saving enough for retirement. They don't have a big enough emergency fund or they have other debt or all three of those things. Mm -hmm. So that's where your, your savings should be going. If you don't need it to live on and you actually do have some extra money, you know, bump up that retirement savings, bump up that emergency fund and take care of your other debt before
0: you even think about making extra payments on a student loan or or a mortgage. That's, that is terrific advice. Thank you. You mentioned, you know, the mortgage. Is there any wiggle room with this?
1: Right now, bec- again, because of the pandemic and the mm-hmm. CARES Act and other legislation, you can get up to a year of forbearance. And that can be incredibly helpful. That's not with every mortgage, but most mm-hmm. mortgages have that out. You just have to call your loan servicer and say, you know, I need this. I wouldn't do it if you can pay your you make make your payments because as we just talked about the interest is going to continue to accumulate right if you are having trouble and this would help you can ask for basically 180 days and then you have another chance to ask for another extension of 180 days that's almost a year without paying wow <laughs> and then you can ask for a way to pay that off over time so it's not a balloon payment. So you won't face this huge debt when you get to the end.
0: That was going to be my next question because I could only picture that just, oh, expanding horribly. So, yeah, okay, good options. And you also mentioned when we were talking, you know, about various loans, car loans sound a little sticky that there's not a whole lot of wiggle room.
1: Yeah, there really isn't. I mean, okay. it's it's unfortunate because a lot of people need their cars to get to work. Right. You know, those of us who... those people who can't work from home still need those cars. And it's really, really, really easy to overspend on a car and to get in over your head. And there aren't any, there aren't very many good options with that. Especially if you owe more on the car than it's worth, then you are really, really vulnerable. You can't just sell the car and move on to something less expensive because you still have that debt. You have to figure out how to pay off that debt. Right. So I think whenever possible, Be conservative in terms of how much you borrow for a car. We have have, this. Yes, (laughs) you have
0: a number. You have a number that we've talked about, and I love this idea. What is it? Yeah, (laughs) it's it's the the four,
1: the twenty four is how we put it. So, it's try to put twenty percent down. That gives you some equity in your car, no matter what. Because remember, when you drive a new car off the lot. That's about how much you're losing. Just as soon as you <laughs> go over that bump, you know, and you're wow. out on the street, boom, 20% is gone yeah. or more. I mean, it depends on the car. So putting at, at least 20% down gives you a little bit of a buffer. And the other thing is the four, which is four-year loans. Now, the majority of loans it. these days are five years or more. There are such uh-huh. things as 10-year auto loans. Can you imagine? You're still no.
0: having <laughs> No. And all those repair
1: bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's because the, you know, the, 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 dealers are trying to get you a new car and they're trying to make it affordable and doing it, you know, making incredibly long loans is the way that they can do that. Mm. But that just leaves you on the hook for longer. You're paying more interest. You are typically underwater longer because most people don't put 20% down. So it's, it's really, really a bad idea to have a long loan. We do have resources on NerdWallet to tell you about, you know, negotiating a loan, negotiating the car purchase, what you need to know, all that good stuff. But in general, if you can keep the loan to four years or less, you are much less likely to get in over your head.
0: Okay, so we started, I know we started saying, okay, this is gonna be a tough one how do we end this in a way that people feel positive? I know we're talking about debt, but we're trying to find that there's ways that there is some help out there.
1: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. People really need to know that there is help because you can feel like if you get in a situation where you're deeply in debt, that there's there's no hope, there's no way right. out. And that is never true. The good news is that there, there are many sources of help available to you. And the sooner that you take advantage of them, the better off you'll be. I keep coming back to bankruptcy, but if you are in a situation where you may be headed that way, talk to a bankruptcy attorney sooner rather than later, because you could be in so much better shape coming out of bankruptcy, if you know what's gonna happen and what's going on. And you won't make the kind of mistakes that can be really expensive or can cause problems. Even something simple like paying off a debt to a friend and then filing bankruptcy, you know, that could cause problems with the bankruptcy attorney. It's like, why did you do that? Why did you prefer that person? You know, you might have to go to them and try to get the money back. It's it's not a good deal, (laughs) never a good deal. So just getting that advice up front, but you know, most people will be able to get through this without filing for bankruptcy. And there's all kinds of help that's available. If you have good credit, you might be able to, for example, get a personal loan to pay off those credit cards Mm -hmm. and that fixes your rate and it fixes your payment. And you have, you know, you make those steady payments and you pay it off over time, which can be really helpful. Um, If you don't have such great credit, again, there's credit counselors, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling Mm -hmm. can help you out. Um, So there's always an option. There's always a way to deal with this debt. If you have student loans that you're struggling with, Income-based repayment plans are a thing for federal student loans, and even I'm hearing even private student lenders are being more flexible these days. Mm, okay. So again, there's there's lots of ways to attack this. We have a whole center at NerdWallet called um, Pay Down Your Debt or, or Paying Debt. <laughs> I actually forgot what we've what we named it, but if you if you search for NerdWallet and pay off debt, you will come to it, and it has all of these options that you can look into, all of these sources of help. So. You know, it's never too late and and
0: it's never hopeless. There's always something that you can do. So people should not freeze. I think there is that moment of, of, yeah, panic. Mm -hmm. And people will freeze and they need to know that there is help. Get yourself on frozen, and, and and just ask and talk about it. And I think that's part of it too. Nobody wants to admit that they might be having some debt or money type of issues.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to you know think about it, deal with it, so they just mm-hmm. kind of push it aside, which is perfectly human. <laughs> One of the best things I ever heard was if you have a task like that, whether it's you know debt related or anything, your yeah. estate plan, whatever have, that you're putting off. Give yourself or or put a date on your calendar when you're going to deal with it or, you know, make an appointment with somebody who can help you just taking that one step, putting it on your calendar, making it definite, Mm -hmm. take some of the load off that mental load off because you're making progress and just getting that start may be enough for you to finally deal with something that you haven't wanted to deal with and finding your way through it. So you don't have to do it right now, but maybe you know, put something Mm -hmm. on the calendar
0: for a couple of weeks or a couple of months so that you do get around to it. And hopefully everything that you have mentioned here is also going to be a very helpful step. At least I sure think it will be for people that uh, listen and watch this, Liz. Any last words for people that are still sitting there going, oh, no, what do I do?
1: (laughs) Everybody makes mistakes with money. That's the thing. We're not born knowing this stuff, right? You know? Nobody comes out of the womb going, aha, I'm going to invest in my 401k. So- all of us, uh, you know, have to learn this stuff. Some of us have more advantages than others, and that's been incredibly clear, especially in this past year. Yes, that you know, some of us had parents who taught us. Some of us had family money that helped. You know, even if it was just helping us get through college, whatever it was. Other people did not have that. Other people are starting from behind the eight ball and have to, to really work hard to catch up. So, having some compassion for ourselves, having some compassion for other people. I think is just in order given, especially what's given, what's happened in the past year. So forgive yourself and give yourself some slack. But again, don't put it (laughs) off too long. You want to keep moving, you want to keep learning. Right.
0: I love that making a date for yourself on the calendar too. That does kind of solidify things and makes you uh, at least look forward. Oh, my gosh. This has been such a pleasure. This is uh, Liz Weston that I've been talking to for our Pennywise podcast. This is uh, from Lee Enterprises. And as I mentioned, Liz is a um, columnist with uh, NerdWallet. And this is where all this expert advice comes from, certified financial planner. And look at NerdWallet. You can find all her writing there. And Liz, I have to say what I found with your writing. It's a pretty quick but pretty in-depth read, and you'll find the information you're looking for.
1: Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we really want to help people. So come to NerdWallet. I'm sure you'll find your answers there. <laughs> Sounds great.
0: Liz, thank you, and I look forward to talking with you again sometime really soon.
1: Yes, my pleasure, and me too.
0: Yeah. Bye, everybody, and thanks for listening.